on SEN Plus. Welcome to the Breakfast Stable. Listening to the breakfast stable. It's Saturday morning once again. I'm Jack Muller, and I'm here with my stable mates as always. I hope everyone is well for the Saturday morning. We've had another sort of warm and humid evening, so hopefully you're waking up okay this morning and get ready, getting ready to get into a weekend. Catherine Savazio, good morning. Good morning. How are you, good, darling? How are you? I'm good. I'm uh, a little bit tired. Yeah. Well, yeah. The you whole had... house came came in one at midnight and one at two a.m. <laughs> Oh, the joys of adult children oh. stumbling through the door all It's so early. funny because I said to them both, oh, I've got radio in the morning, so be quiet when you come here. Yeah, Mum, sure, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Toilets are flushing. Oh. There's people bouncing up and downstairs. Yes, oh. we could go on about that one for ages. Um, something you know not quite of, Pete Hilke, you, you've just got the dog. Cooper, haven't you, that maybe keeps yeah. you up in the middle of the night? But he, he actually works up. He does up. have a wife. Yeah, <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm sure Vicky Hilke doesn't you know, jump up and uh, down on the well, no, well, she Actually, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> no, she, I mean, put it this way. She doesn't wake up, jump on my back, <laughs> right, and start chewing behind my ears <laughs> around about and quarter past seven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for, the, for those of you. Uh, uh, it's no, no, sorry, Vicky. Oh, sorry, Vicky. Oh, my God. She's not here to defend uh, herself. <laughs> and good morning, Helen Riser. How are you? Good morning. Well, I've had four hours so I think I've, I've outbeaten all of you. It's normal, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you did the old, I'm oh, sorry, I'm tired. Oh, no, I got in late this morning. <laughs> sorry, guys. <laughs> there it is. Hey, we're going to... Gonna... I'll, I'll have to do my Helen impersonation for everyone on Facebook Live at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you did do it once. I, I did it again this morning when you weren't here. I do <laughs> proclaim that from now on we're going to have a sorry jar. So every time you say sorry, $2 coin has to go into the jar. <laughs> it's right in front of us all here, people. You've just heard it now. No, you know what? I'm not sorry. <laughs> but you just heard it. I'm not sorry. You are. Uh, yes. Hang on, I'm not apologetic. <laughs> there you go. What have you been up to, madam? Well, I had an interesting experience this week. Mm. I was so um, incredible, incredibly blessed to be taken away for two days to Albury. Mm. And I haven't been to Albury in like 20-something years. Mm. And this gorgeous girlfriend of mine, Carly Niche, um, who's very good friends with the owners, Riri Riran and Kevin Yaxley, they own Circa 1928. Mm-hmm. And it's a spa hotel. And, um, well, they've got treat beauty treatments in there. So it's this amazing building. It's this art deco. You know, it's on the most beautiful street. Is it um, an old like estate the, that's been done up? To, it... Well, it was a bank. Okay. So oh, you actually get to stay mm. in a vault and, you know, you've got your uh, smoking room, which um, is an old bank vault. Mm. And uh, the, I, I was just – it was blown away by the fact that it um, – um, you know, once originally a bank and now they've redesigned it from ceiling to floor. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got five spacious, you know, day spa rooms, treatment rooms. It's got an art gallery with Aboriginal art Beautiful. and a retail store. And they've got accommodation. So they had the two rooms there. Circa 1928 Pro Heart was born that year. So mm-hmm. that's one room. And the other one was 1928 born Andy Warhol. And the, the way they decked it out, it was absolutely beautiful. And they've mm-hmm. got these beaten up copper baths, Mm. like incredible. 
I've had anyway, one of those at Dalesford. Yeah, it's beautiful. beautiful. It mm. holds in all the minerals yes. and mm. there's a whole lot of um, medicinal That's things right. as to why copper baths. I love a good spa treatment. Mm. And what now did you they've do? they've also got... Now, look, I did the... I had the body scrub and, we, nice, and they nice. feed yeah. you there. Oh, Get my rid God. Of the imperfections. The food and they use local produce and, um, y- you know, but... But... have got the <laughs> bee spa. Oh, the bee spa. The V. Oh, the V. V spa. So, nice. look... Apparently, Gwyneth Paltrow swears by it, and Joanna Lumley thinks it's fabulous. I call it the feng shui for your vajuju, and it's like a smudging bad vibes. No, I swear. Okay. Now it's this this it's it's this treatment that women don't know about. Uh, I don't know about Western it. World. No. I'm frightened. I'd never heard of it. Mm. But uh, when when they asked me if I wanted to do it, they said, "Look, it's only a 15, 20 minute treatment um, for smoking your fanny." <laughs> Am I allowed to say that on air? Yeah, you have now. Now, apparently it's set tongues wagging throughout the I town. Bet. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, it, it's no done enough, but it, like, you can seat oh. six hens, right? You go on your wedding, you know, you go away for your wedding. Your bridal um, party. With your bridal party. And you can have six women sitting there having their champagne. They they put this big cloak on you and you sit on these little tiny seats. And talk about the weather. And then they mm. put little, little um, spices and herbs and smoke you. Basically, much information. I'm against well, smoking anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, oh, it's really? a, it's an, a treatment that's used oh, in Ethiopia God. and Korea, Central America. Um, but you know, uh, I, I was fascinated. This is from how Indonesia. What, what, how, how did you enjoy well, it? Well, I actually looked at my non-existent watch on my wrist and said, "Is that the time?" I need to <laughs> but, but the big question is, uh, and everybody wants to know this. Miss Riser, did you have it done? No. No, that's what she's saying. No, she, she, Why? She exited well, stage I, left. Because I was ready to leave. Oh, come on. But you're no part of the breakfast table. You need to I know, do these I need things. To you need to tell it. the people Take out there. Take one for the team. So, yes. Yes. We want to know I next time. I have booked it in. I, I looked on YouTube and watched Joanna Lumley do it. And <laughs> seriously, I, I, it is very tempting. <laughs> it's, now, it's, I, I do I only pose what? a question. When you, you know, I mean, how long does a smoke smell last? Well, apparently you smell beautiful. After it. it's got well, sand want to. and all these amazing herbs. What, but what and are the what are the health benefits to? I suppose I need to understand like what is the benefit. Well, it's great if you've got any, you know. Um, fanny, <laughs> blue, blue waffle, so, yeah, like any <laughs> you conditions, know, UTIs, or um, Can, so it's meant to be quite um, uh, therapeutic. Okay, it's meant to cleanse, <laughs> right? And it's meant to make you smell nice, right? <laughs> okay, I think we so have. This has been Pierre's cosmetic tips for today. Is that time for sport? Is that we the should, time? Yeah, <laughs> we should have done this last week when Pete wasn't here. Although uh, poor old Damien sitting there behind the oh panel. Oh my Look, <laughs> why me? Why this town? <laughs> I do want to thank Circa 1928 in Albury. I yeah. think everyone should go. Out. If you're going to go to Albury, go and check this spa out and and have a look at have a look at it. You uh, could and smoke a cigar while you do that. They're beautiful. Okay. And go into the smoking room. Get a group of girlfriends together oh. and go and get yourself a darn good smoking. Yeah. Reference. They can open one of those at the airports. You know how they have the smoking rooms. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Let it take off. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Me. Especially right. after a long flight. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Oh, Helen, you never oh. fail. Oh. Even your oh. 
hijinks uh, and shenanigans. Never a dull moment never. with the Hellraiser. <laughs> My God. Why does the, the Hellraiser? Does he need a massage after that? Oh, oh, he needs Jesus a lie down. He needs a lie down. Okay, so. Sport. 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 And uh, sport. So I'm just going to go Big Bash final. Sydney Sixers, they've won it already mm. because it's underwater, so that's all I'm going to say there. Well, that's right. I mean, they tried to get it moved from Sydney to Melbourne because they knew they were expecting the deluge to come yeah, in. Yeah, but because of the AFLW and, uh, and everything like that. Yeah. Um, which, but, you know, I mean, even if they do play it, they've got um, they've Smith, got to, they've got Smith, Hazelwood, and Lyon. But in they've got to side. play five overs. If they don't get five overs in, the match is abandoned, yeah, and the Sixers, and the sixers win. Um, I mean, which is fair enough. Uh, it's a just I, doesn't make for great. You know, no, it's not it? very great entertainment. No. I, I personally think you should change it. Mm. Fly them somewhere else <laughs> where it's dry. God damn it. Well, anyway. Mm, we'll get a roof on the SCG. Yeah, get a roof. Get a, go get a roof. Just go. <laughs> yeah, get a room. Get a room with a smoker. Anyway. <laughs> but how's this overnight? Now, oh, look, everyone knows, um, the, 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 the women's China soccer team. Yes. They've gone through absolute hell. They have. Because they got quarantined they, yep. before their game. And the Matildas came out overnight, beat them 7-0, mm. um, which was pretty much expected. So I mean, yeah, if you've I mean, been if you've been shut up for a week or so, um, and not been girls. able to play, mm. train, and do all those things, yeah. of course you're going to come out really subpar. Yeah. Uh, Sam Kerr for the Matildas, who actually plays for Chelsea, she scored last night, which is great. Um, yeah, look, it was to be expected. Yes. Um, but we're going to roll on with the women. AFLW started last mm. night. Absolutely fantastic. Um, Richmond. Debut uh, season for the um, women's Richmond team. Yes. Right, which was absolutely fantastic. Uh, but Kelton prevailed. I oh, hope, that, there you uh, go. That make you happy? It does. I hope it continues for the <laughs> men as well. But it doesn't matter, because whether it be women or men. Correct. They still follow the same team people, uh, 48 to 14. Um, yeah, Harris for Carlton. She's an absolute dynamic player. Oh, there you go. Well, so you've already you're starting off well, Pete. You're starting the season. Yeah, off we're well, starting off well. So yep. the Blues, uh, good win there. And the T Twenty Jack yes. Australian India yes. is played today. Yes, it is at Junction Oval. Um, and Elise Perry is back in the side yeah, as well. And she yeah. was doing a promo during the week in town, I think, in Hosier Lane, um, promoting the fact that the uh, the um, World Cup T20, which is happening this month and next yep. month, and the final is being played in Melbourne, and they've got um, uh, Katie Perry, I her said cousin, that. I coming said out that. to, yes. to perform. Yeah. They're not related. Um, <laughs> coming out to perform for that final, and they're going to try and break the record for the biggest attendance at a women's um, yeah. a women's event. So, yeah. which is be fantastic. And I'm going to get tickets and go to that because I mean, me too. Get along and support. That oh event, yeah, that'll be huge. I think women's cricket has come so far. And I think with Elise Perry and the way she's playing and, and so many of the other girls, it's mm. amazing. The latest cricket out on television has been amazing and they've really got behind. It's mm. great to see Cricket Australia get right they behind are. the women's cricket. Yes. Uh, even with the AFLW. Yes. It's absolutely fantastic. I mean, what Taylor Harris, when, you know, you look at really the, the poster girls, Taylor Harris in the AFLW, absolutely phenomenal forward. Um, then you've got Elise Perry in the cricket. Mm. So mm. it's really it's great to see them really mm. come up. And look at, and Daisy yeah. Pierce is back, you know, obviously yeah. another SN, SN broadcaster. Um, she's just, you know, she's had twins and she's back playing yeah. footy this 
season. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, Incredible. what a champ she is, seriously. And she has the seriously the cutest babies. Uh, oh I my actually God. heard um, there's an Aussie filmmaker that lives in Shanghai that I know, and they're actually looking at doing a documentary on the AFL Women's League. Yeah. So, so much happening, yeah. so much support. It's great to see. It awesome. is awesome mm. indeed. Thank you for that, Petey. We are, uh, thank God, that segment's over and done for you. <laughs> It was smoking. (laughs) (laughs) You are listening to The Breakfast Table. We'll be back after the break. It's 8.15. This is The Breakfast Table on SEN+. Good morning. You're listening to the breakfast table. <laughs> Sorry, it's, just, it's been a bit of a giggle fest in here uh, this morning. Oh my gosh! <laughs> we sent Helen Riser out of the studio because we just all need a bit of a breather. Because she's normally out anyway at this time, isn't she? Yeah, getting guests. Getting but this guests. time she's trying to find my guest. <laughs> and the social's on the way. She'll be here soon, people. And, and, oh my goodness! Oh, we're on Facebook Live again this week. We forgot to mention. Oh Pete's yeah. Here. Guess Did what? You... Mr. Technical's back. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> a tech with so if you're tuning in this morning, you can also see us on Facebook Live yeah, again. Right. So we've, we've got, as always, speaking uh, of good lippy and everything glamorous, <laughs> we have our lovely Catherine Savazio this morning. Ooh, what music have I got today? Yeah, I know. Wow. Lady Marmalade. Yes. <laughs> That's a bit sexy for this time of the morning. Well... Woo! It's oh, been after a- that, yeah, exactly. After, <laughs> after where Helen was taking us all. Oh, well, look, I really wanted to bring our listeners some beauty tips and some trends for the year that is are circulating. Is this from circulating. the waist up? It is definitely. This, this, is, an, this is a G-rated segment, mine, um, which is why it's Lady Catherine. <laughs> Um, but I know all the girls in here last week, Pete, mm. they wanted to know about what can they do for dehydrated skin, so I went totally off on another tangent. Yes. But anyway, I wanted to talk to you about um, some things that are trending around the world in the um, health and wellbeing and beauty industries. Yes. Um, and also wanted to ask you, now, mm. when you think of a natural, you know, sort of cosmetical beauty brand globally, who would you think of? Who, who would you think of that started it all? Can you think of a brand that you know that was oh. one of the first in the world that kind of did natural products? I, I well more so from a skincare perspective, but I use uh, use um, Burt's Bees. Okay, so that's, I'm talking about Australian brands. Australian brands. Oh, oh gosh. Um, okay, I'd... so so the earliest that I'm aware of were Jalique and Aesop. Yes, oh, and in today's yeah. terms, they may not be like as natural mm. as some of the sort of newer ingredients and whatnot are out. But even before that, um, there was a brand overseas, The Body Shop, which is still around now. Yes, yes. So The Body Shop was founded by Anita Roddick, who was a you know big campaigner for for lots of things, sustainability yeah, right. back in the day and cruelty free as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, mm. uh, 1976, and then they sold out to The Body Shop for more than a billion dollars, and then The Body Shop sold to a Brazilian cosmetic company called Natura. And Aesop, the Australian brand, also sold to the same company, Natura. Mm. So um, even though we had a lot of the real natural and organic sort of cosmetic roots in Australia, we don't have a lot of, I guess, um, heritage brands left here Mm. anymore. Mm. So, but look, the trend around the world is definitely all going that way. So um, health and beauty is one of the biggest growing retail sectors across all retail. Um, And they find that women, because we're so time poor, and you would know this, Jack, Mm -hmm. we're often applying our makeup while we're in transit. (laughs) So you'll see us doing it in the tram. You'll see us doing it on the the bus. 
You'll see I stopped at, at the lights. lights. <laughs> yes. I actually the saw lights. that yesterday, a girl oh. at the lights, and she's there trying to do a mascara. Oh, no, that's a bad... bad. I never yeah. do my mascara. You've got to oh be God. very careful. Yeah. I always think no. of it like... I, I think my eyes are probably my, you know, my feature. Yes. I've got, you know, quite big eyes and yes, long eyelashes. Mm-hmm. So I'm very careful what I do with my eyes when I'm driving. Yes. <laughs> there she goes. Um, <laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, so, so women are looking for sort of more compact, convenient-sized yes, beauty products. Um Obviously, there's a massive movement, and there has been. It's not going away. Clean beauty, sustainability, um, packaging as well, free, which is good. Recyclable mm-hmm. packaging mm-hmm. or uh, repurposable mm-hmm. packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, there's packaging you know, containers made out of sugar cane and other yeah. re- sustainable yes. ingredients, which is wonderful. Recycled no, plastic good. bottles, all that. Yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. So we, I mean, we've had recyclable bottles in in Aroma Baby for many, many years. Oh, that's um, good. Actually, since the beginning. Yeah. So um, that's awesome. You know, of course, we were ahead of our time. Yeah. Um, but things like there's novel names for beauty products as well. Things like Pink Cloud and Sleeping Cream. <sighs> <With a lot's> <laughs> of, <laughs> I wouldn't mind going just into sleep. To, it, wants, it makes you want to nod off, doesn't it? I know. I'd sleep. <laughs> that, that Pink Cloud sounds lovely. Yeah. I wouldn't mind having a bit of a nap in that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I do. I mean, I usually refill my... Uh, I, have, I use Loose Mineral Foundation. Yep. And um, my cousin's brand that I use, which is Adorn Mineral Cosmetics. Um, and I, buy, I get the refill sachets and put yes. them back in the pot so Fantastic. I don't have to keep reordering the mm. pots all the time. So mm-hmm. that's a, you know... Um, mm. Excuse me while I got my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> but because it, it is, it's easy to sort of just get thro- uh, you know, seduced by all the beautiful packaging. And that's right. When I'm, when I'm out shopping with the girls, um, my, you know, all, all the teenagers in our house, and we go to a lot of like Sephora and all yes. this, you can see they're just drawn oh, to look. all the packaging, and often it's just rubbish. Absolutely. And you know what? I mean, you know, we deal a lot with um, Asian exports, mm. so to Korea and Hong Kong and mm. Singapore, and packaging is everything over there. And we're trying to explain. To people still after 25 years, why we don't have um, discardable outside mm. boxes mm. on our packaging. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a really tough one, like, you know, being in business and having to present to these markets that expect luxurious packaging. Um, and when we're living in, a, in an environment where we're trying to be sustainable and trying to reduce our waste, mm. um, you know, we've got to find that middle ground. Mm. But some of the other things yes. that are you know, popping up. There's a massive spike in vegan lipstick searches. Pinterest is being used a lot. Uh, in, in Instagram is being used a lot. Like it's about a quarter of all girls look at Instagram to see what sort of trends are around. Mm-hmm. Um, vegan lipstick searches were up by 150% in the year December 18 to that 19. Surprise me. No, mm. not at all. Well, I gobble up my lipstick all yes. the time. I'm yeah. reapplying all yeah. day. You know. And I don't like those like stay on your lips for two days kind of lipsticks. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. Like, What's in that? What yeah. chemicals are in there? <laughs> and, and I like like a subtle, like I think all, all of us, mm. we like sort of that more subtle, nudie kind of colour. So yes. you don't want like a red stained lips that last for X oh, amount of days. Exactly. I yeah. couldn't agree <laughs> <more>. <laughs> um, there's, all, there's another um, trend of blue beauty, which is actually looking after our oceans. Um, so, Sorry. you know, not just sustainable in terms of uh, packaging and, and foresting and, and sustainable replanting ingredients and things that we're using, but also things that are going to be kind to our waters and our oceans. Yes. Um, and waterless beauty actually actually products without water. So they're, 
you know, less water consumption and that kind of thing. So there's mm. a lot of stuff going on, um, but it's all heading towards, you know, um, a really robust future with, with that eco-friendly, sulfate-free, paraben-free, propylene glycol-free. Cru- free All of that yeah. sort of stuff. Yep. Um, awesome. And sustainability. Gluten-free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, yep. Oh, thank Keep you. Keep that in mind. Look, it's so important. I'm a massive advocate of, of that myself, as you are too, yeah. Helen. Mm-hmm. And, of yeah, course, Pete, is, Pete does nothing but use a... <laughs> <laughs> Sustainable skincare gluten, regime. A gluten-free foundation. <laughs> <laughs> that I eat. <laughs> that you eat. Uh, speaking of eating... Uh, <laughs> Nicely done, hey? Yeah. <laughs> Good segue. Done. All right, Petey, let, let's hear it. All right, here we go. We're off. And we're off. Yeah. And we're off. A bit of fooding. How's that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Smoke it, baby. Smoke it. <laughs> Nothing better than a bit of smoked barramundi on a Saturday morning with an omelette on the side. Anyway, hello. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm going to have a chat to you about olive oil. We're going to start off with olive oil today. <sighs> Because I just want to uh, knock a couple of things on the head. Okay. Oh, gosh. All right. First, first up, olive oil. Who here cooks with olive oil? Me. 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 Yeah. <laughs> now, is that all the time? Um, yeah, is that all yeah. co- uh, coconut oil I'll cook with as well? Oh, yeah, no, no, but I'm yeah. just talking. But no. Yeah, olive oil, yeah, yeah absolutely. No, yeah. Awesome, Pretty much. awesome. Keep doing that. Okay. No, and the, no, the re- oh, thank goodness. No. I wasn't going to say there's some toxins. No, 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 no. Yeah. Because, no, it's uh, a lot of people that you do speak to, and I know there's been um, over the many, many years, there have been people who are saying you don't cook with olive oil. Um, and especially you drizzle you it on. Or you, you drizzle yeah, it on and you, right. don't, you, you don't fry with it. I actually deep fry with olive oil. Mm. Uh, because the actual smoking point for olive oil is actually a lot higher. Mm. It's 190 to 200 degrees centigrade, which means it takes a lot longer for it to start smoking. Yes. Um, plus the health benefits as well of, mm. of actually using mm. olive oil. Yeah. Now, when you actually go out to buy your olive oil, you walk into the supermarket. You see, and your, there's 50 brands. You got yeah. You got 50 or well, 5,000 brands. Mm. Really. I'm just like confused. Yeah. Yes. But. I'm going to take away one thing. If you see an olive oil in a clear bottle or a plastic bottle, discard them and move away. Right. Oh, do not really? do not purchase them. But in glass? No. Oh, so I won't buy in plastic. No, 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 hold on, no, no, no. If it's a clear <laughs> bottle, yep. and even if it's in glass, don't buy it. Because what happens, the sun yep. will come through and it actually destroys oh. and turns the olive oil rancid. So basically it goes off. Can you mean, what about the bottles that are a different colour, like that are a dark? Yeah, that, that, dark no, that's right. Yeah, the okay. dark green bottles oh, yes. are the ones oh, that fuel, you... because that's the one I yeah, get. Yeah, they're the ones yeah. that you buy. And they're I'm right. talking about and the, and they're the clear. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking yeah. about the clear ones. Mm. Even the store lights can um, affect the ingredients Yeah, that's correct. As well. oh, exactly right. Store lighting. Really. Yeah. So things like that. And what you're really looking for, if you actually, once you actually do, buy... Um, so you probably buy them in the big tin can. You yeah, know, now, the best, yes. the best olive oils to actually buy in the tins yes, are actually that. the Greek olive oils. Mm. Really? Yeah. They actually retain a lot more of the health benefits. Oh, that's interesting. And Yep. So forth. I think that's okay. Like, yeah, no, I buy the tins as well, and then just yeah, decant it into a different olive oil bottle. All right, now this one here is only going to yes. take about one minute. <laughs> T-bone <laughs> steak. Go to the supermarket, buy a T-bone steak. Right. No. <laughs> no except, except Vegetarian, pescatarian. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Gluten free. Anyway, <laughs> but I actually, I actually did this last weekend at the lifestyle show, and I demoed this, and it was actually came out a treat. You mm. just go and buy normal T-bone steak, mm. salt and pepper it. Drizzle olive oil, get your pan, get your grill red hot. 
Now, cooking process, one minute on one side, mm-hmm. one minute on the other side, take it off for a minute. One minute, one minute, take it off for a minute. One minute, one minute, take is it off for a minute. Is this the same steak or is this yeah, no, three steaks? steaks? Jack, no, no, no. No, please, just go with it. It's the same <laughs> steak, right? But that's for the perfect medium rare steak. Oh. Right. The reason why you're doing that is you've brought the steak up to room temperature to start with before you cook it. Yes. Right. A lot of people ask me over the weekend, they will only turn it once. And then you'll find if they want a medium rare, it will be well done around the outside because if they haven't brought it up to room temperature properly, the inside will be cooked perfectly. Right. Oh, but wow. doing, it this, doing it this way by cooking it one, one, and then one, it gives it time to rest. Do you do it three times? Yeah, okay, for a medium one, rare. One, rest, one, one, rest, one, one, rest, three. That's that right. And then you actually let it rest for six minutes. Until it goes Before you serve it. No, yeah, that's right, before mm. you serve. Because what happens for the first minute, <laughs> once you take it off, the temperature keeps rising up and then the temperature comes back down. What so do you put it on? Do you put it, when put you take it off? Just put it on a plate or... Oh, okay. I didn't really get that either. Like, doesn't it cool down? I know it mm. keeps cooking. Yeah, no, I know it needs to rest. Okay, but... let me say this. Let's say you're having a hot chocolate. Right, you're not going to have it when it's extremely hot because no. you're going to burn your mouth, right? So you let it cool down. So you can taste the myriad of flavours that are in that hot chocolate. If you've got mm. chilli or salted mm. caramel or whatever through it, you can taste those myriad of flavours. Same with your steak. Mm. When you do it, because when you actually cook it properly, that's what you want to do. Wow. Okay. Well, I think we've all learned something this morning. <laughs> that's all, that is a very helpful tip. Yeah, thank you. And that all steak, you, not just T-bone. No, all steaks. All steak. All steaks. Just but the clarify. T-bones, there's a small part, the eye fillet, and then you've got the porterhouse yes. steak, which is the bigger part. Yes. And then you've got the tea. Mm. It's the most underrated steak around. Absolutely beautiful. We actually had one the other night. And it was probably about two inches thick. Oh, my Lord. What they call a Florentine steak. And you really get that fat really black Rinded. and dark. Mm. Oh, it was amazing. I'll have to take your word for that, Petey. <laughs> but as usual, always a plethora of information about food. You are listening to The Breakfast Stable. We'll be back after the break. This is The Breakfast Stable on SEN+. Plus. Good morning, you're listening to The Breakfast Table for the second half of the show. And this morning we're very excited because um, Catherine has brought the most gorgeous guest in this morning and, and as we know, a lot of us have been talking more recently about what we can all do to support our regional um, producers Absolutely. in the light of all the recent bushfires and so forth. So, Catherine, you've managed to bring in the most gorgeous guest this morning Thank with you. lots of really yummy stuff. Yes. So, um, Sally's story goes beyond that. So, I've got Sally Jones with me here this morning from Gippsland, Jersey. And Sally and I met on the Victorian inaugural women's mission to China two years ago, it is now. And um, it was the first ever women's trade mission to the region. And mm. we, we had a small group of women all in various businesses. Um, and we all got to know each other, obviously, through that week or so, which was wonderful. But Sally's story really resonated with me. So um, I really wanted to have you on the show to share um, a little bit more about not just what's happened in the, in the recent sort of tragic bushfire situation in the Gippsland region, but way beyond that, just in general with the farmers and and dairy in particular. Um, And your particular story, I guess, you know, came about out of a bit of adversity. And um, I just really want to welcome you to the show. Thank you so much. And I want you to share, um, as as you're comfortable, your story with us and with our listeners. Sure. Well, yeah, thank you for the opportunity of coming. I um, have driven down... I've been nagging you. She's she's driven a couple of hours, but I've been nagging you. Finally got you on here. You have. um, Don't ask a country girl to find a location in Melbourne. I'm terrible. (laughs) Anyway, thankful to be here. Um, 
Yeah, look, I grew up on a dairy farm in Far East Gippsland in Lakes Entrance, mm-hmm. which is not really dairy country. And um, where basically back in the 80s, Dad just said, well, you can't just supply milk to a milk company because you don't get you don't get to choose your price. Mm-hmm. Dairy farmers are price takers, not price setters. So mm-hmm. he and my mum and the rest of my family set about value-adding to the milk that they produced. So we, um, they built a factory next to the dairy when, you know, money was 18% oh and um, took the big gamble. And they just started making ice cream. Then we had so ice cream shops throughout Gippsland. So we milked cows, made ice cream and had ice cream shops. Sounds and like I, a child's dream. Yes. yes. <laughs> it was great. So that, that was the setting up of, mm. of my... Um, upbringing, I guess, and I've always been in that space. Fast forward um, to three years ago and my dad passed away um, really tragically and that was because he battled with mental health Mm. Um, and we didn't know at the time. Like Mm. he's such a resilient, um, typical farmer, Australian, could do anything, all of that. And so when his suicide hit us and our, our family, it was tragic for me because as a daughter, like mm. your dads are so precious. Oh, mm. Your dads are everything. They're your our dads, heroes, aren't they? They really? are. And not and dad, you know, knowing his stance on suicide and we'd had conversations around that, I knew that mm. he didn't do that because of yep. whatever. Like yep. there is something It was obviously a last resort and yeah. Yeah, desperation. Yeah, he wanted mm. the pain to end. But he didn't have mental health issues. Mm. Um he yeah, for three years he battled, so we as a family mm. yeah. with his Can I ask Sally incredible. at that time, was it um was how in addition to maybe his own, like his own personal um, battles, but was a a lot of external factors as well. He'd lost his identity because uh, a couple of years previously we had sold the business and um, he was used to working 18 hours a day. Right. Um, Mm. So, and he, because farmers in general, uh, well, a lot of them don't always invest in leisure Mm. and knowing how to have friend like knows lots of people, but necessarily like those really good friendships and things like that. So um, I think that was a big trigger. And then there's obviously a lot of other things, but um, mm. yeah. So look, then my dad passed away in um, uh, March 2016 and then the dairy crisis happened a few mm. weeks after mm. that. Mm. And I run the Warrigal Farmers Market and people were asking us through our social media page, what milk should we buy? We want to buy a farmer owned local milk. And there is no milk on the supermarket shelf. Mm. And this is the thing, I think people don't realise what we're buying is mostly foreign-owned brands. Yep. Mm. And Gippsland is Australia's biggest and best dairy region of Australia. Mm. And there is no value-adding going on Mm. in our region. We are giving away our resources and our farms to foreign ownership and Mm. it's not okay. Mm. Happy to sell them the milk, but let's not not give everything else away. Sure, Mm. sure. Mm. So how can people help support the region, support uh, support local um, farmers, um, local dairy producers? How, How can we actually support you all? What can we do? What's a practical way that we can help? So there's about 40 independent farmer-owned milk brands in Australia. Uh, so I would encourage anyone that, you know, is wanting to support farmers directly, seek out your, those milk brands. So um, we're looking at not just Australian-made, we're looking for Australian-owned owned. businesses. Correct. Mm. So it's a lot of trickery on labels. A yes. lot of people will put farmers' faces on labels and things oh, like that. Oh, absolutely, Yeah. So if you're really wanting to do something, support them because, honestly, the profit and every dollar that's spent locally is turned over eight times. Mm. So I think one thing on that one as well is going down to the um, markets 
and you can see a lot of the the farm brands in there, mm. which is absolutely fantastic. Um, and that's always a good thing. And, you know, if we do buy milk, we'll buy the raw milk, or as close to as possible, because you know it's pretty good. Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely a... Uh, thing that I think we need to get preocul, I can never say the word, about Australian and it's about time mm. we start looking after our own. Um, farmers need to be paid a fair price. So our brand stands for three things. Farmers must be paid a fair price for the for the milk that they produce. The second one is around a commitment to reducing the stigma that's attached to mental health, yes. especially in rural men. Sure, mm. sure. So what are you doing to actually um, raise the awareness around uh, mental health issues and, and suicide, especially with farmers? Storytelling is the biggest way to break down the stigma. Mm. And so and with other farmers to share their stories on a platform. And it's a hard story to tell yeah. for, for a strong man with a lot of pride, mm. um, but it's so important that they do share and they are supported to share these stories. 100%. So one farmer that was featured in the calendar last year, he's gone on by him sharing his story, has saved about five lives, That's he amazing. believes. And tell us about the calendar. What have you got here? Yeah, look, this is a, a, a calendar. This is the annual calendar. Facebook Livers, you can see there. <laughs> okay. And I'm so proud of these men um, and women that have shared their stories because everyone knows everyone in a community, so they get mm. distributed by a tanker drop. Um, and it's we are, we are changing that. Mm. We are changing that. Yeah. Mm. So where can people purchase this calendar? Uh, well, I think the calendar is actually, we've, we've printed 10,000 copies. They've all gone. They're just oh, a free resource. It's okay. gone. That's amazing. <laughs> um, but you can certainly jump on um, and follow these farmers' stories. We, sh- we love sharing these farmers' stories on our on our um social media page. That's the Gippsland Jersey Gippsland Jersey page. And and Gippsland Jersey is the brand we want to look for. It's one of the brands that is produced in the Gippsland area. Yep, the only farmer-owned milk brand in, in Gippsland. Wow. Yep. So what products do you produce, Sally? What, what, you've got milk? Well, we're about to yeah. reopen my dad's factory in Lake Zentrance. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. So it's a massive thing for me and yes. we've um, actually been trialling butter this week. <gasps> wow. Yum. I saw that on social media. So <laughs> so I bought you some gorgeous oh, that butter. Makes sense. I love a great yeah. butter. Is it, yeah. is it, was it, would it just be wrong for us to just like... Get no, I bought you fresh bread. <laughs> <laughs> It's like cheese. <laughs> yes. Oh, amazing. Oh, amazing. So, so yeah, milk, um, um, but are you going to be producing cheese then, actually moving forward or uh, back, going back to ice cream at all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Dad's ice cream churn there. So we've oh, fantastic. Well, I do have one question. If um, people want to drive out to Gippsland yep. and obviously exactly. stay in the Gippsland area. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that is in the grand plan, mate. Come and actually visit the farm. Can they come? Do you have a store on there that we can? That come is to? in that is in the grand plan. Maybe in the recovery phase, mm. there will be money for. Can we just come tourism? and knock on the door? Yeah, <laughs> you can contact me. Drop me a private message. And I'd love to host you. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, pop in for I'm a the, cup of tea. Absolutely. Because that's one th- one big thing yeah. at the moment is you know instead of actually travelling anywhere. People jump in your car with your families, go down to Gippsland mm. area, stay down there, start to put some money back in the economy, go and knock on someone's door and yeah, say hi. exactly. Yeah. And now you've been crowdfunding, you said. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, to get our factory up and going, we had to crowdfund. Oh, that's amazing. So, so everyone who wants to support some mm. uh, local Gippsland farmers, it's Gippsland Jersey, head on down to the region, um, buy big, go with your empty esky yep. and um, wish you all the best, Sally. Thanks, thanks for coming so in. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you, Sally. Oh, thank thanks you so Sally. much. Thank you, Catherine. Pleasure. You've been listening to The Breakfast Table. It is 8.46. This is The Breakfast Table on SEN+.
We're back live on The Breakfast Stable this morning, Saturday morning, and we're having a bit of fun this morning with a lot of lovely, gorgeous guests as always. And Helen just loves to wrap up our hour with just her random <laughs> list of <laughs> things. List that you did earlier. <laughs> so tomorrow, St Kilda Festival, we all love the St Kilda Festival. Yeah, and there's my the festival music, yes, yes. party music. Um, now, created by the city of Port Phillip, it is on tomorrow, and they're celebrating 40 years. So they've been doing it since 1980. Oh, I was still nice. in high school. Um, they've got five stages. They've got Ice House performing at 7:45 oh, p.m. on the main stage. I I'm fangirling tomorrow. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm so going to be there. I love them. Um, and they've got activities and events all day. Obviously, it's for the whole mm. family. Food markets. There's, they've even got a music competition where they've already selected their ten finalists and they'll hit the stage to compete tomorrow, where the winner will be voted by the crowd and will win five thousand dollars and a chance to perform on stage next year. Then, of course, I'm actually working at the Together events um, and it's their, you know, one of their final uh, parties for the summer season. Um, they've still got one or two more, um, but it's going to be at Captain Baxter and St Kilda Seabars presented by Ayla Skin and there'll be over a thousand people attending. They've got DJs and it's it's an amazing event on the waterfront mm. um, and it's over, it's the whole uh, precinct. So, um, and of course, Valentine's Day is coming up on Friday. Oh, so there's God. lots of things to do <laughs> with your partners or your loved <laughs> ones. Um, hey, you need to get your girlfriend's dinners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got to, yeah, hang on, Vicky. Um, yes. Have you, you ordered know, like, your flowers? Even Moonlight Cinema, you mm. know, and um, yeah. there's the Barefoot Cinema at Ripon Lee uh, House and Gardens until the Feb the 16th, and that's the Baz Luhrmann movie they're going to be um, playing, which is Romeo and Juliet, and mm. Moonlight Cinema yes, what are they will playing? be celebrating their 30th anniversary of Ghost, so that'll oh, be interesting. They're playing oh. Ghost next Friday night, yeah. I think so, I'll have to schlep everyone off to yeah. Moonlight Cinema next Friday. Now, we, we've got the most incredible guest who's just... I've only just got to meet this week um, uh, called Harry Sanders, who's the founder of Studio Hawk. And I am just blown away by his backstory, actually. And I want to welcome you, Harry, to... Well, to our studio, to the breakfast table. Thanks for having me on. Awesome opportunity. I want to hear your story. How did now? You've gone from pretty much homeless to owning a multi-million-dollar company within the five years, and you, you you were homeless as a teenager. Please tell us the story. Yeah. So it still feels weird even hearing that sentence. Doesn't matter how many times I hear it. To be honest. Um, look. So. Um, I started out, um, yeah, of couch surfing. I founded this this business. I just exited an advertising agency that I was working at since I was 16. And uh, I was very naive and I thought I could do a better job, right? So I started the business. I put all my money in this business. And uh, unfortunately, my mum was going through some difficult times. She was homeless. Uh, my dad was going through difficult times. And all of a sudden, I found myself homeless. And... Um, 
Nobody ever expects that, right? Nobody ever, ever expects to find themselves homeless. So I spent the first few nights under a bridge, um, wow. finding different places to stay. Um, and, and you were even borrowing Wi-Fi from stores. <laughs> like you'd sneak into... What, what, what was Saint with Vinny's. that? <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, unbelievable. I would, I would be um, in St. Vinny's as like a sales floor, right? I'd be calling people, I'd be returning emails, everything there. Uh, which is funny because it's actually gone full circle. Now I'm actually helping St. Vinny's with things like oh. the CEO sleep out and those kind of things. So, so you're giving back. That's yeah, beautiful. weird roundabout. And and tell me, I mean, what, I mean, what does your company do? So it's Studio Hawk. Yeah. What? Uh, it's an SEO based company. Yeah. It's so search engine optimization. Yeah, that's it. Nailed it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, what what do you do, and what what? How can you help companies? Sure. So search engine optimization is the process of every time you Google something, right? A series of results comes back. My company's job is to make sure that our clients, like Officeworks, are coming back at the top compared to the other listings. So we work with a brand like Officeworks to get them to appear higher for, you know, back to school or consumer-related electronics, and that's worth about $30 million roughly a month to them. So if we can boost that by 20% year on year, which we've been doing, happy days. Wow. And who else Who else do you look after client-wise? We work with a lot of big brands. I always forget which ones I can mention and which ones I can't. <laughs> We better stay safe, but if Officeworks yeah. is Office one of them, works, you can just imagine mega, what other big good yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of there's a wide wow, range. Wow, amazing! And and it, it'll be anything from fashion to sporting goods yeah, to absolutely. you know, um, I, I'm sure anything across the board that yeah. needs everyone does need to be able to be searched up and found. Mm, really much. It's just becoming this massive emerging thing that everyone is searching through Google, and companies need to get in front of these people. Harry, now, just go. Sorry. Mm, to interrupt no. you, just going back to your story. Mm. I mean, we've all got businesses of, of various descriptions in here. How did you take it from that, you know, very basic kind of beginning with such a challenging kind of environment? To, how did you, what are the steps? Like, how did you, for all the young entrepreneurs listening mm. out there, how did you get through that? And, and was it, did you get one business, you know, sort of contract mm. that supported you financially to get the next one? Because I know that's how I started. It was one order. Mm. The profits of one order got the next order and the next order. But how did you do it? Because, you know, you were in such a challenging situation. Yeah, um, I basically did a ton of free work, and I'm not saying that anyone should do that, to get people uh, interested. So I'd go to businesses and say, hey, I will rank your site and you don't pay me a thing until we rank, Uh, which if you know about SEO, takes about a few months. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't the best idea in hindsight, but it worked out. Oh, I think it's a wonderful idea because mm. yeah. a lot of people don't don't think about actually providing a service to prove their mm. well, your proof of concept. Absolutely. I right. did the I think same it's a great when idea. I started out. I was doing the That's same. That's great. Yeah, because we had no credibility, no clients. No. You got some seventeen-year-old yeah. kid yeah. with no office, no staff. I mean, you really want to see something. Yes. I mean, there's a there's a lot out there that there's a well, I'd call them. Uh, there's a lot of fakes out there. Put it that way. Mm. Mm. You know, so you so have to battle through that too. Big time. You know? yeah, yeah. So who do you trust? Mm. I have to yeah. ask, Harry, for you to get to from a mindset, I suppose, where you know a lot of people would have given up hope in terms of where they saw their future. Um, a lot of children or a lot of teenagers these days battle with a lot of mental illness as well in terms of they just don't see a future for themselves. Mm. They don't know. How do you get from being in a situation where you were and obviously you know your parents were also in a really sad situation to be able to push through and think I can 
see better for myself or I can I can do this. You know, how do you do that? Mm. Did you have a mentor yeah. or anyone that guided you throughout? Not while I started. While I started, I had social workers and stuff I was working with, obviously going mm. through all that. Yeah. Uh, and also your mental headspace is not great to begin mm. with. It's a hard thing to fight back for. But for me, it was just not an option. Uh, there was no option in my mind to just keep doing this. So I knew there was no one that's going to pull me out of this. I am going to either be homeless for the rest of my life, couch surfing on the streets, whatever it may be, or I was going to give it literally 200% to make this thing work or die trying. And look at you today. (laughs) Bravo. Amazing. And you've won awards as well. I think five awards within a year. Yeah, we've we've been doing really well. And now you're a public speaker. Mm -hmm. So tell us, you're doing an amazing talk that's coming up for... TEDx. Uh, TEDx, yes, TEDx. Yes. Uh, many of our amazing talks coming up. But, yeah, absolutely, TEDx is um, coming up. And that's, I think, in two weeks, that's coming up in TEDx Docklands. So, and, and what kind of awards did you win? You know, yeah, obviously so, relating to your industry. In our industry, there's this company called SEMrush, which is the largest digital marketing provider mm-hmm. uh, in Australia, or largest software like Zero for accountants. Yep. And we were named Agency of the Year. Amazing. Uh, Optus also named us their media marketing and advertising businesses of the year. Um, Harry, so. you're, a, you're a fantastic example of, of yeah. what's possible yes. with the right mindset and I, I guess some determination. Um, good Thank on you. you. No, yeah. and, it's just, and it's not giving up. Yeah. And, and that's I think that's the key factor here. There's a lot of people going through what they go through and not to give up and just keep going. And, and only case. 22 years. Yeah. I mean, really, a credit mm. to you. Now, you know, $3.4 million company. Mm. You're amazing. Mm. Thank and you. Thank you for coming in <laughs> to talk to us. It, or some inspiration for anybody out there, not just young people, but older people as well. Don't give up, I think, no, is that absolutely. message. Another wonderful show. I'm so proud of my gorgeous table mates once more. We've had a lot of fun this morning. Um, we're looking forward to catching up with you all next week. And you'll be listening to The Breakfast Stable. Have a great weekend. Bye. 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 Bye.